0: The drip aficionado is hard at work again,
1: people. We know you're sick of us. We know you hate us. That's why we're going to be here. The horse is back, and our jockey is Russell Wilson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Rock Chalk, and today I am joined by Jay Hawk. How you doing today, Jared?
0: Okay, first off, Jayhawk, uh, I, I fully endorse the nickname. Uh, I it's I can't believe no one's ever called me that before. Honestly, my name starts with a J; it works so well. Uh, so I'm doing good. I'm doing great. How about you, Rock Chalk?
1: I'm doing. Uh, I I paid eleven hundred dollars to get my truck fixed, only to take it back to the mechanic today. So there's that.
0: Oof. So maybe not as good as I'm doing.
1: Maybe not.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, you gotta love that. Gotta love vehicles and vehicle issues. I have been around that block a time or two.
1: Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> I am aware.
0: I've been around that block approximately 11 times, actually.
1: <laughs> I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two.
0: I don't know if I've ever been hit with the old uh, $1,100 bill, though.
1: Yeah, um, that was unfun.
0: Yikes, what was wrong um, with it? or is that part of the bill figuring it out
1: no i think we know what's wrong with it potentially maybe we'll find out i guess well um yeah
0: Uh, hold tight i'll let you know good luck i'm sending i'm sending good vibes your way yeah thanks um but i i'm doing good uh me, Jayhawk, in doing good. And the Jayhawks are probably doing pretty good today, too. Uh, congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks on winning the 2022 NCAA championship for men's basketball. And uh, also, congratulations to the South Carolina Gamecocks for winning it for women's basketball. Shout out to both yeah. of those schools. Uh, did you watch any of the game between the Jayhawks and the Tar Heels?
1: No, I did not, actually. I was... I have I have been on the road about 30 hours in the past two weeks, so sleeping has been a priority.
0: Understandable. Uh well I didn't catch most of the game. I'm gonna this will get my I don't know. I kind of have a double-edged call-out this week. Both both are pertaining to that game. Um I'll just get it out of the way now. We don't want to spend a ton of time talking about the national championship. But um I tuned in with about 30 seconds left in the game. It was a very close game at the end. It wasn't that way at halftime. Um, North Carolina was leading by 15 and a half, actually. But Kansas stormed all the way back, had a three-point lead late. With about five seconds left, they uh, had the ball and the lead, three-point lead, Kansas did. They were inbounding, and the kid they inbounded it to stepped out of bounds. Immediately and gave the ball back to North Carolina. So that's kind of partly my call out is that um, I know the jitters were probably running pretty high when that happened. But, dude, how can you let that happen with a national championship potentially on the line? Everyone watching? Yikes. Bad moment to uh, not know where you are on the court. But then the real call out goes to NCAA president Mark Emery. Uh, because after the game in the trophy presentation, he referred to the Jayhawks as the Kansas City Jayhawks. Oof. Yeah, big oof. Not what they are for anyone wondering. Uh, they are just the Kansas Jayhawks. And you would think the president of the NCAA should maybe know that. Uh, especially since the Jayhawks are kind of currently under an investigation for maybe violating some recruiting rules. But that's beside the point. They won last night. Congrats to the Jayhawks. Mark Emmert, what are you doing? My call-out's done for the episode. That's all I have to say about the national championship.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, someone else that's in some hot water right now. Boy, I felt like kind of official like with that transition. Gosh, we should, uh,
0: we, we we should, should. You should have a new show, man. That was a pretty nice little uh, segue.
1: No, someone else who's in some hot water in the sports world right now. I feel like Just we need a really graphic up
0: over your shoulder right now.
1: <laughs> is Mr. Dan Snyder owner, at least for now, of the Washington Commanders? Shocker. I know, shocker. Not only has he is he being investigated for uh, pimping out his cheerleaders, forcing them to sleep with different people. Yikes. Um, Having a, a a horror a horror show of a stadium dumping uh, raw sewage and fans upon players and fans practically killing people like uh, Jalen hurts. Yep okay
0: um, I, is, but I, now
1: he, he is oh sorry you, I was just gonna say I've known all
0: this what's what's the current stuff?
1: Well, now, apparently the rumor is he has committed the cardinal sin in the eyes of the NFL. He's done something actually heinous enough that he may be forced to, shell- to sell ownership. Betting. Gambling. No. He was skimming the books. Ooh. So that the NFL was not getting their full cut. So, and this is something I learned when I, when I heard about this. Um, apparently... When NFL teams travel, the home team take, keeps 60% of the ticket sales. Uh, whatever the ticket sales are, they get 60%. The other 40% goes into a pool alongside all the other teams' um, visitors' ticket sales. And that pool then gets split up against traveling teams to help you know, with those costs. Yeah. So the home team doesn't just get all, all the cashish. Well... The, the accusation level to, at Dan Snyder right now is that he was cooking the books and not sending that full 40%, which A, is not giving the NFL their entire due, but also B, would give owners recourse to you know, vote him out. So he
0: is uh, in hot water. The water is just getting hotter. He's been in hot water. Well,
1: yes, he has been in hot water. He has been in boiling water.
0: But, uh, you, I mean, do you think? I think this might be enough. Well, it's it's, it's money. It's enough. something the NFL actually cares about. Exactly. So you know, and then and then this is this is going to kind of be, kind of be the NFL's way to like redeem their image a little bit. The other owners, you know, for putting up with everything he's done up to this point. They can vote him out for this reason, but then they can say it's everything, right? Yeah, They can say, oh, it's because of the poor upkeep in the infrastructure in DC. And they can say it's because of the whole cheerleader thing. and they can say it's because of the workplace harassment that's been reported around there, along with this. But we all know the real reason that they're gonna do this because like you said, it hit them in the in the checkbooks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um. Interesting. I, I just, I don't see with everything that's going on how he can't get kicked out. I mean,
0: I don't either. Quite frankly,
1: my word, he is
0: just a stinker, just a stinker of a person. I mean, I haven't seen an owner this bad in sports probably since Donald Sterling and the Clippers back in like the early twenty teens. Uh, And he got voted out by the other NBA owners pretty quick after the horribly racist things he said came out because they were caught on recording. Um, And and they almost had no choice but to. But, yeah, you'd have to believe this is enough, finally enough to get old Schneider kicked out of uh, Washington in the league because this franchise, quite frankly, is a joke. I mean, it's a joke, and not just necessarily the on-field product. Just everything around them has been a joke for, I would say, at least the last decade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, But I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like I I, the NFL's got to do something. They can't just let this keep happening.
0: Yeah, well, and don't kid yourself. Guys who have a lot of sway, like Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, they can't be too happy with this. No, absolutely not. No. So, I don't know. I, I kind of think this will be enough, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he ends up staying because he seemed to stay through everything else up to this point. I don't know. That's true. I I I don't know. It's 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 goofy. <laughs> goofy is a, yeah, that's, that's a word for it. <laughs> goofy. Um, you know what else is goofy? I'm working on my transition game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite as good as yours, but uh, what I think is goofy is the fact that if we switch over to baseball real quick, uh, the season starts this week, 2022 season and our Mariners actually shape up to be pretty decent this year. Yeah, let's not put the at cart least before paper. the horse. I, I've been burnt before. <laughs> As have I. At, at least on paper, though. Um, I think we can both agree that last year the Mariners overachieved. Yes? Uh, yes. 90-win season when I expected nothing. Like, maybe second to last in the division is what I expected last year at best. Um, Then the little old boys from Seattle went and won 90 some games missed out on the playoffs by like a game or two and gave us that horrible H word. Hope, hope. exactly. Um, and that hope is kind of spilled over into this season with a lot of things. Um, you know, Fox had their fan vote on who they think is going to win the divisions this year. And they picked the Mariners to win the AL West, which is encouraging to see, um, you know, with the bringing up of Julio Rodriguez onto the starting day lineup or the opening day starting lineup is what I should say. Um, the number three overall prospect in the draft from a couple of years ago. Uh, the Mariners made some moves, um, doing some right things that uh, gives me that, that H word. And I'm trying to be very, very cautiously optimistic as we move into the season here. Uh, But this is the first time in a long time that I can remember the Mariners have actually had some, what I would classify as a legitimate hype around them going into a season. And you might disagree with me in saying that I want your take on what you think the boys might do this year in a minute. But I think this year, I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I could maybe see a wild card spot. Dare I say that out loud?
1: I'd love to see a wild card spot this year. I think, man, it would give so much, so much to a, a fan base that we all we know all so well because we're part of it. That is just, I don't know, frustrated, like starving. Yeah, we we need something like a, a glimmer of hope.
0: It hasn't been since the days of Ichiro and Griffey that the Mariners have been to the playoffs. I mean, that's nothing new. We've talked about that on the show before. Um, But, and I really started around 2010, 2011 is when I really started closely following the Mariners and watching their games. Um, And I can honestly say since at least since then, uh, this has probably been the most optimistic I've been going into a season and the most hype I've seen around a Mariners team going into a season um, the other thing that helps greatly is the addition of Jesse Winker outfielder. They picked up from Cincinnati in a trade that still baffles me. Usually it's the Mariners getting fleeced in a trade and they did the fleecing this time. They just gave up a couple of prospects for him. And I'll get to the reds in a little bit when we kind of talk about how we think other things around the league are going to shake out, but, uh, the Mariners have done some things this offseason that I, as a fan, have never seen before, and that's moves that I think legitimately make the team better and show that this team is interested in winning. So uh, I'm excited. I'm not ready to say division winners yet, but um, I will say maybe a wild card team, especially with the addition of a third wild card team to each side in the playoffs this year, as I definitely didn't find out moments before we went on air. <laughs> um, Oh, no, not at all. That's not how we do things here. We come prepared every week.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about this Mariners season, and uh, cautiously so, because I've, like you said, been burned by this flame before. But uh, outside of the Mariners, who's who's your uh, I, I'll – I'll phrase it this way. What team outside of the Mariners last year – either really disappointed you or really... Padres
1: Padres disappointed me horribly.
0: I figured that was going to be the answer cuz I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, the Padres were a big letdown last year and that's a good place to start probably is the NL West when we talk about this uh upcoming season. Do you think the Padres redeem themselves this year and get back to the playoffs after missing out last year?
1: Um, I don't know what they've done in the off season. I would like to hope so. They've, they put a lot of hype into that franchise right now. And I think, you know, they've got the talent. I just think they need to do something with it. They need to capitalize what they got.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. I've been very critical of the huge deal they gave Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, both excellent players, but uh, it looks bad when you miss out on the playoffs. And I said it a couple of years ago when they did, this deal or a year ago, whenever it was when they gave those guys that huge amount of money, I think over the next decade here in the 2020s, the Padres need need to win at least three world series for it to be worth it. And to not even make the playoffs in that first year, yikes, <laughs> not off to a great start there, boys. I understand you're playing in a very tough division with the giants and the Dodgers, but uh, you got to make the, you got to make the playoffs this year, or I think, I think if you go two years in a row without hitting the postseason, some heads are going to roll, and some people are going to get fired, and some fans might start to hit the panic button a little bit. So, yeah, I think you definitely have to make the playoffs this year, and I think they do. I think they're going to be a wild card team if they do, because, like I said, that division is so tough—one of the toughest, maybe the toughest in the league. Although the AL East is pretty tough also, but I think that, yeah, I think they make the playoffs. Um, and I think not only do you need to make it, honestly, you need to have kind of a semi deep run at least and show that you can be competitive with those top teams, like the Dodgers, like the giants, um, and like the Braves in the NL, you know, teams on that side of things. So I think they make the playoffs, uh, but they definitely were my biggest point disappointment of last year also. Yeah. Yeah. Who was your biggest uh, surprise outside of the Mariners, if you had one?
1: Um, I don't really have one, I guess. Um, and to be honest, I don't remember all of what happened last
0: season, if all that all that well. If I'm being honest, that's fine. No, that's fine. I mean, I had to think about it too, because you know the Mariners were definitely my biggest surprise, but outside of that. Probably the Blue Jays, I would say. They were right there with the Mariners in the mix at the end of the season, and they didn't have a great season the year before, and I didn't really expect them to do what they did um, going into last year. And, again, much like we were just talking with the Padres, they play in a super tough division also. That AL East is brutal when you have teams like the Rays and the Yankees and the Red Sox all in there. That division sent three to the playoffs last year. So – yeah, I, uh, I was surprised by the Blue Jays. Um, I don't really know what to expect of them going into this year. I think maybe they're going to be a wild card team, but that's tough to say in that division, like I said. I don't know. Um, and, and then what, we'll get to the world champion, defending world champion, Braves. Do you think they – what do you think their odds of repeating are?
1: I don't know. It's tough to repeat in any sport. Um, I I don't think they have the greatest of shots, but I don't know. I'd like you to tell me why I'm either correct or incorrect.
0: I think you're correct. Um, I mean, like you said, it's hard to repeat in any sport. But they also said goodbye to one of their best players in recent memory this offseason in Freddie Freeman, uh, which is still kind of baffling to me that they did that they don't play in the toughest of divisions. The Braves don't, Uh, you know, when you have teams like the nationals and the Mets and the Phillies, although the Phillies weren't too shabby last year, they were just over 500 if I remember right. But I don't know why you get rid of a guy like Freddie Freeman. I mean, he's done so much for that team, that franchise, that city. Um, And he's, I know he's getting older, but he's definitely a key piece on your offense. And I just don't, I don't understand that. So I don't think they're going to repeat either. I think the Braves still probably win that division Um, just because, like I said, it's not the strongest. Although don't be surprised if the Phillies kind of come on and give them a run. I don't see.
1: You're right. The Phillies definitely weren't bad last year.
0: Yeah. What was their record? Do you have that in front of you? Oh, I do not have it in front of me Yeah.
1: That would be a responsible thing to do.
0: Um, no, nah. we like to, uh, like I said, we like to come prepared on this show. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies give them a run. Uh, I don't, I don't think they're going to win the division by any means, but they might be a wild card team uh, in the National League that I think is not quite as deep as the American League is. But I like the Braves to win that division still. I think if they run into the Dodgers in the playoffs again, which spoiler alert, I have the Dodgers in the playoffs again, just because they are stacked beyond all get out with guys like Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer throwing the ball. And then the plethora of hitters they have on offense. I think the Dodgers win the NL West. I think they, make a run a legitimate run at a world series this year there i think i may have done this last year um i don't remember you might if if i picked the dodgers to win the world series last year because they were just as stacked last year um but yeah i i can't pick against that team right now and you could put them against one of maybe four teams coming out of the american league right now as much as i hate to say it the yankees the red Sox. i mean you can never count those guys out i don't know i'm just i'm just excited baseballs here if you can't tell have you noticed
1: i can can, can tell you are a big baseball fan
0: i am a yeah very big baseball fan obviously uh as we've talked about at length on the show before um but i don't want to i don't want to steal all of the Talking here on this episode about baseball, so let's talk about one of your favorite subjects—the Pirates.
1: Oh boy, the Pirates! Oh boy,
0: I just want you. Oh to, boy, I just want you to throw out a number on how many games you think the Pirates win this year. Just hmm. um, yeah, oh. oh. Because I think they're gonna be once again one of the worst teams now, and for reference, their record last year was sixty one wins and one hundred and one losses. Do you think they uh, over or under on that sixty one thing? Um for the meme, I'd like
1: to say under. <laughs> yikes, i don't I don't think they'll go much under. I think they'll they'll have a losing record. Um, boy.
0: Yikes. This would be a more maybe predictable over-under. Over-under on five here on how many times you think we are going to have to call them out for something silly they've done over this course of the season. Over five, I'd say. Over five. We're going to, okay, I'm going to get a tally board going right here that we're going to hold on to all season and every time we have to call the pirates out for something we'll put something on there and then by season's end we'll see if you're right on that over but i wouldn't be i so- hope i'm i hope i'm uh incorrect i mean well there was like a stretch there last season though where we like two out of 3 weeks we had to call them out for something you called them out if i remember right
1: oh yeah they had a fat lot of dumb going on there
0: <laughs> fat lot of dumb You heard it here first. Um, I don't know, them or maybe even their division rivals this year, who I'm not high on at all, Cincinnati, we could be calling out a lot to. The Reds have done some fat lot of dumb this offseason, if you ask me, Uh, essentially having a fire sale, getting rid of all their good players. Like I said, Winker going to the Mariners was just one, but uh, Reds fans are not happy right now. Um, it's like throwing the towel in before it even starts. And I just don't, I don't get the thinking behind that. I don't understand it, but, um, all right, five on the pirates. I can, I can get behind that. It's going to be fun to keep track of this year. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We will. Uh, is there any team outside of the Mariners that you're kind of excited to watch this season? like excited for what they might do.
1: Well, if the the gang in in San Diego gets it back
0: together, I liked I loved watching them. I loved watching Slam Diego. Yeah, man. It would be nice if they could get back to that cuz I've you know, we've talked about that on the show before too how we think that's like that's really good for the sport, the style of baseball they play when they're clicking. Um, It's fun to watch. It's engaging for younger fans, which I think is what the sport desperately needs. Um, Speaking of what the sport desperately needs and what it definitely doesn't need is the lockout. We saw the hundred day or so lockout. We saw this off season. It's kind of why opening day got pushed back a little bit. It's why uh, we were kind of worried for a while there, there might not even be a season. And all I would have to say to that is baseball can't afford too many more of those. Because they're going to lose fans in a big way over stuff like that. No offense when you're squabbling over the amounts of money that these guys and these owners are squabbling over. uh, It's really hard for the average Joe, like you or me and most people out there to have sympathy for that. Yeah. to, To want to tune into that, even if they come back. Now I'm going to call myself out here. I'll tune back in because I love the sport and I don't know how many more people are going to be like me though, especially my age out there. Um, if this continues to happen, so Mm -hmm. this better serve as a big warning to baseball that, uh, you're lucky you got something figured out in time to have a full season because boy, if you didn't, I mean, of the four major sports, I think baseball is the one that's dying the most in this country right now. I mean, I just, I don't, it's not on the rise like the NFL. I mean, the NFL rules all we've talked about. Um, and then NBA is right up there, too, in a lot of ways. Hockey's getting more exciting with the expansion. Um, and baseball is in danger of being left behind in a big way if they don't, you know, if they continue to do the sorts of things they've done in the past. I think Rob Manfred is an idiot. He's one of the worst if not the worst commissioners in all of sports. I know I've had many complaints about Goodell, but uh, Manfred's worse in my opinion. But yeah, baseball just needs to get their acting gear and they better hope for a really exciting season this year. And I'm the optimist here. I think it will be an exciting season. And like I said, you can put me on the books, giving the Mariners a wild card spot this year.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that. I, I would love to see that.
0: I feel like if the Mariners make the playoffs this year, we need to have like a, like a special episode. I don't know what we would talk about on it yet. Uh, The history of sadness, the (laughs) countless uh, heartbreaks. I don't know. Like we we need to celebrate somehow though, if they make it, we need to do something on the show.
1: Yeah, we'll have to brainstorm that as we come up. And if uh, the viewers have any ideas, let us know. We're, we're always open to it. What do you guys want to hear?
0: Yeah, well, it'd be a good way to uh, give tribute to these decades of sadness if it finally ends this year. Let us know. Um, yeah, but I just – I wanted to do a little brief touching on baseball since the season's starting up. Um we we kind of covered the Dan Schneider news in the NFL other NFL news i know you said you wanted to discuss a little bit was Frank Gore
1: yes i did want to talk about Frank Gore the third time third time or the third all-time rushing leader in the NFL who is um yeah had an incredible career he is just a solid workhorse and it's uh you know sad to see him go he was just consistent his entire career
0: yeah it's uh so when i think of frank gore's career and when i read the other night that he was the third highest rusher like all time in the nfl it took me aback a little bit because he's done like he doesn't he didn't do it in the same way like some of these all-time greats did like he just seemed to do it so under the radar his whole career and that's that's kind of just amazing to me like he has been in the league for how long like over a decade right yeah yeah well over a decade and he's put up the numbers he's put up and no one's ever seemed to make like a huge deal of it like we've seen games stop for milestones like when drew Brees hit the passing record a few years ago and they did a little thing in the middle of a game i mean did they do this for frank gore and i just missed it like
1: not that i know of i think you know that's kind of a shame. He uh, he's got sixteen thousand rushing yards. Uh, Emmitt Smith has, you know, two thousand and some change more. And Walter Payton has uh under a thousand more than him. Both of them are Hall of Famers. Yeah, Gore and they both, was.
0: They both did it in, like big flashy ways. It seemed like. No,
1: yeah, Gore. I mean, he just got his through longevity and i don't i don't think that takes anything away from it i mean he he's played one of one of if not arguably the toughest sports on earth professionally in a position where you are paid to get destroyed
0: for for almost 20 years he was drafted in 05 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is almost 20 then. And I mean, you think he did this at several places. I mean, the bulk of his career was in San Francisco, 10 years there, but then he went to the Colts. He went to the bills. He went to the dolphins and even the jets after that. Uh, yeah. so he, he did it at, you know, multiple places. And I read a thing where he's going to sign like a one day contract with the 49ers so he can retire a 49er, yeah, yeah. which he should. I mean, that's where the majority of his success came at. Um, And those fans love him over there in San Fran. So that's super cool. But yeah, I mean, just big props to Frank Gore. I mean, we witnessed one of the greatest running back careers um, of all time in our generation. And it doesn't feel like enough people are talking about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, So that brings me to the question I've heard some people pose. Is he a hall of famer? I say, yeah. Yes. I agree. I say okay. yes
0: as well. You can't put up those numbers and I think not be considered for the Hall of Fame. And we've seen guys that have done less, no offense, get into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. He has started the most games at running back of any running back in the NFL. Ever. That is saying something.
0: That alone and- is worthy, honestly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, And you know, I'm looking over his career. There's One year in 2010, and I don't know if he got hurt then, but as far as I know, he started almost every game every season he's ever played. He's started the majority of games except his rookie season. He only started one game. But in all but one season, you you start the majority of the games – Yeah, no. And he's played in 225 games. This is
0: insane. That's a testament to his toughness um, and his durability, which is like the two biggest assets a running back can have for his team. Toughness and durability. (laughs) I mean, you know, the skills he's born with those, (laughs) quite frankly. And of course he perfected it over years of playing, but uh, you can't teach toughness and durability. And maybe outside of the offensive line who paves the way for him, I think running back is the one position in football where that is perhaps most important. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we just, I don't think I've never thought we've talked about Frank Gore enough. And I know from being a Seahawks fan for years and all the times that he ran through Seattle's defense while he was with San Francisco, um, I can tell you that this guy is undoubtedly deserving of a spot in the Hall of Fame. So it would be an absolute travesty to the sport if he doesn't get in.
1: Yeah, it's I I really would like to see him in. He is a phenomenal running back, and I think he deserves all the praise that we just gave him and more. I yeah, mean
0: and, and for his Hall of Fame push, the thing that he's got going for him, it's football is not like baseball where There's a limited number of guys that are let in every year. You've got some Hall of Fame classes in football that are like 11, 12, 13 deep. Um, In baseball, they only let four in every year. So uh, he has that going for him. So I think in five years, six years, whatever it is, whatever the requirement is, you have to be out before you can be eligible. I think he's honestly might be first ballot, first year, honestly. I can't see why he wouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I don't – just because of how Hall of Fame worked, I don't know that he'll be first ballot, but I definitely think he'll be soon, as soon as he's eligible.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, just an outstanding career. Um, I was – honestly, like, it sounds terrible, but when I saw that he was retiring the other day, like, I didn't even really realize he was still in the league. I mean, that's just how under the radar he's been.
1: Well, and to be fair, his last couple of years, have been with the Jets, who make headlines for all the wrong reasons. Yeah,
0: and he hasn't played since 2020, um, and I had thought it had been even, you know, further back than that, quite frankly. But, um, yeah, talk about a well-deserved retirement.
1: It is a little sad because I know he had aspirations of playing with his son, but that's yeah, unfortunately just not going to happen.
0: And his son, I know he goes to school at Southern Miss, the Golden Eagles. Uh, is he eligible for the draft this year or is that next year?
1: Um, he's it's gonna be next year or the year after, depending on,
0: depending yeah. on what
1: he exactly Trent does. Bright
0: Jr. I don't I don't yeah, it's not this year. I didn't think it was. Um, But he's been tearing it up in college. I mean, he's had some some pretty highlight-worthy stuff going on down there at Southern Miss. So it would have been really cool to see him play with his son. But, hey, man, when it's time to hang him up, no one knows better than that guy. And I'd say it's definitely well-deserved. So uh, after 15 years in the league, the guy's got nothing left to prove.
1: No, absolutely not. So, is he
0: your shout-out this week? Oh, uh, uh, absolutely, yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, he's my shout-out, too. I uh, I don't know how you can't this week. So, shout-out to Frank Gore from both of the expansion buddies. The the rare double whammy shout-out. I don't know if we have those too often. Not too often, no. This one's uh, well-deserved.
1: Yeah, um... I don't have much of anything else to talk about, I don't think.
0: Yeah, kind of a slow week in sports, honestly. Not a lot going on. National championships in the rearview mirror. So, like I said, congrats to the Jayhawks. Uh, Not the Kansas City Jayhawks, just the Kansas Jayhawks, Mark Emmerich. Let's remember that next time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You silly little guy. Uh, Shout out to Frank Gore. Outstanding career. Baseball coming right up. It's exciting. Dan Schneider in trouble again. Big shocker. Uh, just gave you your ticker take recap of this episode. So uh, anything else last minute?
1: Not that I can think of.
0: All right. Well then uh, I think with that, we're going to close up shop. I know it was a little bit of a shorter episode this week, you guys, but uh, thanks for listening wherever you listen from, whether it be iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, the can on a string, we appreciate you guys tuning in wherever you tune in from every week, bearing with us every Thursday and um, are totally prepared and definitely not off the cuff episodes. Um, we definitely love having you listeners. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, check us out on Twitter, on Instagram at the expansion BU one same handle for both. Uh, we publish for you every Thursday, like we have up to this point, but until next Thursday, I've been Jared That's been Justin and never forget.
1: Party like it's 1976.